It's for me. Only one what I'm doing. Every day in the studio. Every day in the studio. Every day, no fully shit. In the streets with the Yeezys on. In the streets with the hoodie up. No. <laughs> well, it's, you know, one of the hottest days in the summer yet again. Um, but we're back in here again with the Play No Games podcast. It's uh, minimal AC. You know, minimal AC. You know, you know. We're staying cool, though. <laughs> you, know, you know what? You know, I got we're the, trying. <laughs> exactly. I got the beanie just to, you know, give the misdirection on y'all. It ain't that hot. I don't know how you're wearing that beanie. I'll just say it's the... Um, Real life hitch here today, and um, I got my main, you know, co-host at the end. Squeeze. Squeeze? You got a new name now? Put the squeeze on them. You know, you ever play 2K? Ew. Why do you, why do you, have, like, <laughs> why do you have, like, 17 different names? Um, it's just Koss over here. No, okay. It's Koss. Yep. Um, and we're here with the, you know, Play No Games podcast slash show. Um, and... We'll just say this before we introduce our guests. Um, I'm not gonna lie, y'all surprised me. We we had 40 subscribers on YouTube, and I'm just I'm happy. You know the audio numbers a little different, but we gotta get them YouTubes up because you know at the end of the day, I keep hearing this cost. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. Everybody says they hear our show mm-hmm. and it's really good. I just think more people just need to hear it. Yeah, and absolutely. Or more people need to see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um, if you haven't. Uh, had the chance or opportunity, hit that, you know, like, subscribe, follow button, play no games on YouTube, subscribe to us on that lookhere.fri on Instagram, yep. and follow us because we have a lot of social um, situations, dating games, things like that. But also, I'm not an OnlyFans girl, but we need money. <laughs> so, support, <laughs> so support us. Dollar yep. sign hero Bob. Dollar sign hero Bob. Because we have all these funny... Um, music sounds that we want to play, but we can't play because we need your help. Help us grow. But without further ado, I look to the north, I look to the south, I look to the east, and I look to the west. <laughs> we, have, we have my guy West here on the show. For sure, for sure. And he's coming to the show to bless us with his, you know, everlasting knowledge with, you know, mental health, music. Family man, just over around good human being. Oh, appreciate that. Appreciate that. I'm trying. Oh, and you know, work in progress, like the rest of us. You know, already, there folks. He's doing what he does best. <laughs> there you go. I would just say, you've done a lot of stuff. I've been doing. My, I've done my research, and I at least want to just have you just have this moment. Yeah. What are all the things that you do? Because I'm going to start off with a couple of things, but I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. Yeah. yeah. Educator. What else? What else we have? Behavioral therapist. So that's with uh, children with autism and related disorders. So that's another one of my works. Mm-hmm. Father, uh, husband, uh, music producer, as far as artists and vocalists, and we have a family page as well. And we're working on a couple things in the works. So that's kind of what I'm doing. And all right, yeah. Well. The reason why I'm having you step into the Plano Games um, show is I just really want to start off with, you know, mental health. You know, okay. mental health is such a big thing. I'm also a mental health professional. Yeah, uh, it's huge. And, you know, representation, sorry, Koss, is 
<laughs> we yes, all sir. need therapy. Yes, sir. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> it matters. It does. And I've had a lot of professionals on, and I guess from your standpoint and where you're at mental in the mental health field, you just said all the things that you know you do. How does mental health work in the arena that you are in? Because I'm in private practice. I'm in therapy. I'm in private practice. I can say that. So what about <laughs> what about you? Where where, yeah. you, where are you in the mental health field? So in the mental health field, I'm kind of more along the lines of behavior analysis. Behavior analysts. So what I do is analyze data and behavior to find trends and whether African-American males are being disproportionate in special education services mm-hmm. or I work for plans for children who have autism and related disorders, work on their intervention plans and helping get them on the right path toward success, whether it be in school, with anxiety, with depression and kind of being the linked to the resources that their parents and guardians need and that the kids need as well, mm-hmm. which really causes for me to actually need to take care of my mental health because it can get heavy, yeah. you know, with the things that I'm juggling. And the past year, I didn't really do that. Really? Yeah, not as well as I could have. You want me to go into that? Or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, being... You know, wearing these roles, which I'm very thankful to wear, such as a father, husband, and having two professions, it was kind of straining on my creative aspect. You know, I used to play in the band, the Pariahs, and then I have my solo career going on and my music production on the side. So it's kind of shifted my roles to kind of be more serious and more focused on you know, career path, family, which are great things. But within that, I kind of get caught in the cycle of kind of being busy and always having something to do where I wasn't having that level of self-care to put in my music or to put in my exercise or my meditation or my positive affirmations, things that kind of hold me up when I'm going through something or my day to day. Mm -hmm. And being so busy uh, basically transitioning into all these roles, it was very uh, draining and I was kind of forgetting to put those avenues in my life to kind of build me up so I can be better in my profession. So Mm -hmm. it was a, it was a rough year, but I'm kind of, I'm getting back in the uh, realm of doing it because, you know, when you have time to reflect a little bit, time to sit back, you're able to kind of see like how you're off balance. Yeah. You know, because it's key to keep that balance when you're doing a lot of things and trying to do a lot of things. Yeah. And was there kind of like a breaking point for you where you realized that where you're like, hey, this needs to change? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was like about a month ago. Um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We had just moved, you know, into a beautiful home, you know, a deal with family. It was actually a deal through my mother and it was a great, great arrangement, but it was leaving a pretty stressful living environment and trying to kind of transition over to this place of peace mm-hmm. because I've been, I moved probably like seven times in the past 10 years, like the rent crisis and just bad roommate situations and different things leading up to me being married mm-hmm. is, hasn't been the most stable. So I was finally at my position of like career path, family transitioning to a stable home where I felt like the peace would come naturally, yeah. but I'd been, so used to chasing all these things and feeling that 
void of trying to reach the success to bring the happiness that I was realizing that that didn't equate to how I would actually feel and that I actually have to do the work on myself. No job can do that for you. No achievement, no accolade can do that. Like we all need mental health. So it's crazy when people think that like these celebrities or these people who have reached pedestals that we put them on don't need the same level of mental health as the average Joe, then you know, we just need to be having these conversations. And I realized, you know, I was an advocate for mental health. Why neglecting my mental health? Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Um, yeah. Eye-opening. Very yeah. Eye-opening. Yeah, it's been and eye-opening. Yeah. And I'm on the road to it, you know. I've done mm-hmm. a couple things to just kind of make sure I get back to that. Connecting with nature, taking a couple trips, letting go of control so I can get help and mm-hmm. alleviate more time for myself and the things I want to do because sometimes my attribute is I you know I do want to do a lot and I do want to say yes to a lot of things that I need to start saying no to if my plate is already full mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you know I I didn't think I was going to say this on this show uh not well not this rebuttal to this like I agree 110 percent but I recently myself have gotten to not my clinical supervision, but I got into like my own, I'm seeing my own therapist currently right now. Oh yeah. And y'all, what he's saying is so true. And it's not just because we're a mental health professional. Cause you know, constantly trying to sing you out again. It's yes, just yes. like this whole myth that we have with hard work. Yeah. And no days off, no breaks. Yeah. And as a, if you're in a helping profession, right? If you're in a helping profession, or if you're on a plane or whatever, well, no, I'm not going to use that. In a helping profession, if you are not taking care of you, yeah, and if home is not good, the quality of how you're going to help someone versus when you are fresh off of a vacation, yeah, you just you see it different colors. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it has to come to a point where we have to start normalizing taking breaks. Even in our field, because I don't know if you hear this, but I hear this a lot as, you know, as a social worker and a therapist where we're superheroes and we can do all all these things. And yeah. our plate keeps getting put on and put on from yeah. professional. And then when our friends know that we dabble in that, they're like, well, you, you can talk to us about your problems. And yeah. you're kind of like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Kind of off the clock. But I mean, I yeah, we love to be that for the homies. But yeah, yeah. sometimes... I mean, let's just talk to the homies. Sometimes they can reciprocate that too, you know, because we work within the field and we can help and we do have solutions that we've studied and worked on ourselves. But like sometimes we need just as much as support as we're dishing out, you know. I've I just been key about that reciprocation, you know. No, and I, I appreciate yeah. you, you know, you bringing that up. Cause, and this is just a testament of like how we plan one thing to go one way and it just mm-hmm. goes the way it needs to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because the normalization of breaks is not just, you know, mental health, you know, therapist, professional thing. It's just an everybody thing. Because I just know I just hear a lot and get on social media and just see a lot of people just just glorify not taking care of themselves and thinking it's going to pay off in the end. Yeah. And they forget that. Mm, there's a there's a there's a lot of gatekeeping 
and a lot of other things that has to happen for you know all those you know egg whites and yeah. avocado toast <laughs> yeah Proverbs well, to work well I, I mean part of it which i was talking to my therapist about is you know the pressure of being a man of color within these settings where sometimes i feel like i do have to go a little harder just to prove that i'm not there for the diversity higher or mm. the you know or i might feel like i have to accept a role just because they might perceive if i turn it down as i'm not like eager or as willing to want to rise to the occasion mm -hmm. but within that then you get fueled by it to have those no days off type mentality that's so kind of ingrained in the culture as well of just work in america so it's like a double-edged sword, but honestly, you got to zoom out sometimes and yep. just kind of look at the bigger picture and where you're standing in it. Because, yeah, like you said, it does affect the sharpness of your work and your skill and what you're doing if you're not making sure your own self-care regimen is right, you know. Um, And, you know, I just want to speak to this as well when it comes to the representation. Um, a lot of that stuff matters. And... I don't know about you and um, maybe afterwards you can kind of talk about a little, you know, a little bit of like, you know, uh, a little bit more surgical about what you do and like, the, you know, the population you affect. But it, yeah. it's like, I just see a lot of us in positions where we're more in different positions of leadership that giving other black and brown folks or any other people who want to be inspired to not do like inner, like you don't have to just do like, you can make an impact if you want to, you know, be an electrician or you want to do whatever. Yeah. And trades I just, are great. It, exactly. Yeah, trades are great. Any. Yeah. No, a thousand and ten percent. And it's just like, we just, I feel like people just get away from if you're doing what you love, all that other stuff will follow. And that is more so the issue because we're so caught up in capitalism. Like, and I'm not trying to just say this so people don't think you got to eat. I'm not. I'm gonna be that person, but it's almost kind of like the pod that me and Cos were, you know, on uh, last week, just talking about what's your identity outside of work. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just want to yeah. bring that back up. Yeah. Like, yeah. What is your identity? Like, you listed four different titles you hold. Yeah. Like, you're not just a therapist, Cos. You're not just. Salesman. Sexy. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Sexy salesman. Get at him. Any part of a dope I podcast, know. you know. Yeah. Zoom in on your thigh meets. Uh, well, next time. <laughs> but, yeah. but um, I at least just want to just put that out, put that portion out there because just like, yep. for me at least, I want to show people, and I don't know if any of you gentlemen feel the same way, that I can make it doing the things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. going to sit courtside at a Blazer game with a bottom grill. People don't think I do music. They're going to think I you know, do all all these other stereotypical things. I'm like, no, nah, I'm a therapist. And they'd be like, how do you do that? Right. <laughs> nah, you, <laughs> exactly. you, you create the own your own reality in it, you know. Yeah. I was actually mm -hmm. talking to some people this morning. Uh, I'm doing a curriculum camp at Lewis and Clark and nice. with other education ed educators of color across the nation. And... Basically, we we're talking about growing up, there was like almost different preset, almost video game characters of like who we all felt we could be, like who we were supposed to be. And if you colored outside of the line, you're like kind of like the weirdo kid or the alternative mm -hmm. kid or the anime geek, the Pokemon kid, but not like 
not the hooper or not the rapper or not like the dude that has hands and might knock somebody out, you know. There's Ooh. different presets, you know, and yeah. once you start kind of coloring out of those, then, you know, that's when you kind of get some pushback even from people within your own culture or the um, or either the um, Caucasian culture might say like, oh, you're acting, you know, white or the black kids might be like, you know, you're, you're not black enough either, you know. So then you're just trying to figure out who you should be when you're crafting your own thing because yeah. – like you said, you could be successful doing so many different things, but we have like different things that are in media that are pumped out the same narratives over and over again to tell young black men or young men in general, like who they should be when it's just like define your own narrative. That's yeah. what I'm all about. And that's, that's what I'm trying to craft as I'm learning life at the same time, because I kind of just stumbled into all these things that I was doing. I like in a good way. Like yeah, I thought I had my own path of what I knew I was going to do. And these things kind of came to me like puzzle pieces. Really quick. Cause my, I, or actually go. Yes, well, I, I had a good transition. Oh, if there's something you want to add to yeah. this part, I yeah. think cause I'm reading your mind. It's mm -hmm. going to go into that transition. I just want to say, this is a hell of an introduction, even though we're like 18 minutes in. Yeah. But this is how I met this guy. Like, okay. He says he stumbled into like, who he is and yeah. like I want to put this guy on pedestal because he, you know he's a you know trying regular human man you know yeah but like I know his brother and this guy like looking I was like Wes I'm like you know exactly well this this and that and I just see things like to me like he's always had like the I know what I'm doing type of thing and like for this man to just say it's good that, acting <laughs> <laughs> honestly did kind of fake it till I made it I had to kind of just like but I mean I did have a vision but like yeah. life sometimes deals you a different hand yeah. it's more of a resilience factor than oh, yeah. what yeah. than like being so sure but I think what you saw was just like I had to have that confidence like even when I wasn't that dude I Mm -hmm. Kind of felt like I was, and mm -hmm. dudes who were like getting put on the pesto, who were like that dude because he's tall, he's athletic, he's light skinned, he's buff, and he's on the football team doing this. Like they didn't understand how I was walking with like the confidence of a giant when their only identity was like in their football pads or a ball or something. And I'm like, yeah, nah, dude, this is what I'm trying to do with it. And I was vocal about it even then. I didn't know how to really necessarily get there, but I'm going to make the connections. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to get knee deep and study whatever I want to be good at and put the work in, you know? So, man, this guy's a dandelion. You rip him out of the yard. He just, <laughs> he just somewhere else. Yeah, hey, man, you got to, you got to replant yourself for real. That's great. Uh, the transition I had, because we're talking about who you are outside of just your profession. Yeah. You have a family channel. Yeah, on Instagram, YouTube. Kind of wanted you to talk a little bit about that, how that started. Yeah, yeah. Uh, welcome to the Guy Family, and that's just my wife being dope. You know, she felt the need to kind of document the day to day conversations yeah. and different life things that we're trying to establish, such as like mm -hmm. financial literacy for our daughters, or <laughs> just um different identity things or documenting our interracial love story mm -hmm. and talking about just different things we go through. Like, mm -hmm. because all the pictures, they're like pretty, 
pretty aesthetically pleasing, but there's mm-hmm. always like a deeper caption to go with it. So yeah. people know that it's just not like a picture perfect story and that we're still writing the story, we make mistakes. We've yeah. had breakouts, falling outs and different things that brought our families together, brought us together. And mm-hmm. we're just learning as we're growing. So that's yeah. kind of what the page is. It's just like a document of our journey. Right now, we're actually taking a little break to get a little cleanse before we actually put out some more content. But we're going to be yeah. heavy with the vlogging starting, like, nice this fall. And j- vlogging, like, for YouTube, right? Yeah, YouTube yeah. vlogging. Like, we okay. vlog just day-to-day stuff. It's just a day in the life of our family because yeah. it's not, like, likely that you get to see a Fijian Indian woman with the African-American man and our families kind of intertwining and... That's coming together Some and nice tikka masala yeah exactly yeah, all awesome. all of that you know yeah. and it's just a beautiful story you know you that's still writing itself but there were some moments in it that weren't so beautiful and that's kind of what we're gonna uh-huh. unravel and talk about and pick apart and show like how we got from that to here and beyond nice and then i know you know there are several so shout out to my wife there you go <laughs> shout out to the wife ashley shout uh, out to you and then, you know, of course, on YouTube, there's a, a bunch of, like, family vloggers and that type of stuff. Did you take inspiration maybe from any of those? Any that you and her watch? Often, you're like, hey, that's, that's dope. We like. Yeah, that. there is a family that. titled The Argies. It's a Nigerian brother okay. and uh, I want to say Canadian Indian woman. They're named The Argies, but they're, they're okay. really dope, too. And they, they talk about uh, similar uh, things that we can kind of relate to, but mm-hmm. they do have, like, a completely different life but we definitely saw some inspiration through them awesome i'm actually one of those people who give them the flowers so thank you for asking that because no idea is original it's not how you do it but how it's done mm-hmm. there's nothing new up under the sun Ooh. so there you go we all just kind of recreating it with our own twist on it so anybody not giving flowers for inspiration that someone else gave you humble yourself and give it because <laughs> i used to be the same i like that asked me what rappers you inspired by in an interview or this and that. I was like, yeah, you know, like, I feel like it's cool. The, the, the cool culture is just kind of cool to make it seem like you had no inspiration. You yeah. just got it from the ground. Self-made, bro. I'm self-made, man. I had no inspiration. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now I give people their flowers. There though. you go. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> oh, um, you know, I just have, a, you know, this question when it comes to, you know, just just building a family. And I would just say mm-hmm. that, you know, I always, the family I follow that I appreciate is the Ellis's. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with them. The Ellis's. I'm sure you didn't say the Ace family. No, no. No, um, it's like Kadeem and Jackson Ellis. He's a football player and things like that and other stuff. But, like, I get a lot of inspiration. Oh, is he an actor as well? Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. They're hilarious. Oh, I love them. I, I love yeah, them. my wife just showed me their page. She actually watches their stuff a lot because she she watches a bunch of stuff. Like I, it's, I normally get it by way of her showing me. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So one of my things I want to kick to you is everyone. I will at least just say for social media's sake, I will just say some, not all. Some people don't know how to use social media, and. We'll just say this for a counter, you know, playing devil's advocate. People are like, oh, you're showing too much stuff as a family. And I look at the Ellis's and I say they have the right amount of balance between absolutely learning opportunity for someone who may not have a family versus, you know, this is what I want you to see. So I guess when you're 
you and your wife are in that mindset of filming, how mm-hmm. do you differentiate, like, this is too much for my kids, it's too much for our family? What what goes in the process of what you are showing and not showing for people? Well, my wife is, like, the full, vulnerable type person in a good way. Like, she wants to bear the truths and, like, the messiness. She doesn't even really worry about, like, the camera angles, different things that I'm like super anal and technical about to be like, you know, she's like real raw footage. Of course she has her things that she has more pinpointed out, which is most of it. But like some moments she just wants to go in the flow and kind of just document what we're doing and tell the experience where I'm kind of like trying to get out of the realm of being so technical about it and just like free flow it and let it go. So when we gauge what's like, too much to show or this and that really like we don't feel like there's a such thing because we're not really trying to like show off our life or this and that or be fake and film all the pretty moments it can be such as like our process of when we taught our daughter how to like feed herself like she my wife filmed that and she got sponsored by some tomato company that has sauce or something and we're just like hey that's what being your authentic self can get. You don't know. Like, people are coming to us because of that, like, day-to-day stuff that's just kind of normal. Like, my husband mounts the TV today or does this. Like, it's just kind of behind the scenes of everyday stuff. And when you do everyday stuff, there's, like, an audience for that because, believe it or not, people want to connect and see what's going on in a modern family's life that's not super keen on being glamorous every moment okay well she kind of put that edge on me because trust me i was the one i've always felt like i had to have my portfolio straight so like (laughs) i wanted the page to be perfect and this and that and she's just like posting like just random stuff from like a visit to the uh llama farm or something i'm just like yo like that was kind of for us but like i'm glad she shared it like looking back she's changing my perspective you have to be your authentic self and bring that to the table the moment we feel like we're not being authentic is probably when we do cut the camera off. Because it's like, yo, this is too scripted. Like, let's not let's not do something. And chances are, the plan honestly kind of folds itself. Like, the days when we're not supposed to film, like, we'd probably get in an argument. She thinks I don't want to do it. And then it just <laughs> ends right there. And then we come back with a better idea. That's more natural. Wow. So. Okay. It kind of just happens naturally. Wow. Yeah. I'm blown away by that response. Okay. Yeah. I'll, look, context. The reason why I'm blown away is because, yeah. like, I'm only an outsider looking in where I'm like, I envy. But, oh, my barber told me not to do that. I have appreciation. There you go. For folks like you in the Ellis's where I'm like, oh, I would want to do that in my future family. And then I always think, where, like, I ain't going to, like, I'll show some version of that, but not all the way because, you know, I want to protect my kids and do that. Like, yeah. And it's just interesting to hear your perspective on that because I guess I was, like, you know, wait, waiting to hear, like, oh, we do this and that. It's like, no, nah, we just keep Yeah, it. we flow it. Because, wow. I mean, the tension has to be right because mm-hmm. me and a couple peers and family members, we had babies around the same time. But it seemed like everyone was, like, pushing to make their baby, like, some social media star. So they're doing these yeah. hashtags, 
Hashtag light skin baby. Hashtag uh, Indian <laughs> Indian baby. I'm like, yo, dude, you don't have to go into the specifics to try to get the traffic <laughs> your way. Like the baby's cute, it's gonna come there. Mm-hmm. So like we were never really about that. Like if we did post a picture, like it came out kind of a little later once our daughters are like more comfortable and doesn't feel like I'm violating them yeah. and it's more of a documentation of our life as a family. That's kind of how it came about. And then things came naturally like modeling opportunities or like companies wanting us to shoot a commercial or sending us tomato sauce and random stuff with my daughter's name on it. Like that stuff comes naturally when you're honestly just in the flow of being yourself and documenting it, which is what I'm learning to kind of do. Cause yeah, I wasn't that type of person. Like it took me forever to actually like do a story and this and that. Cause I was like, I'm, I'm an overthinker. Like I, I will admit that on camera. Like I overthink, a lot. Like, I almost overthought this podcast. I'm totally in my zone right now. <laughs> like, yeah, I was no. thinking too yeah. much about, you know, what the feel or how to make it right and portray myself in the snap. But, like, when I'm just being myself, this is when the best conversations come out. So, I feel at home with y'all, for yeah. real. Hey, you know, we got one immigrant, one black guy. We're just making it. We're just making it happen. <laughs> so yeah. We're just making it work. Yeah, we're making it work. Well, I just always just say this, you know, y'all be going places and... You know, I may just have to just dress up as a baby, get a big store. <laughs> and, all, and all reach out to the company. Exactly. <laughs> like, just like, like, Robert yeah. just hopped from behind a bush, man. I mean, like, I know he's out here taking pictures, like, doing podcasts and stuff. No, no, it's it's good to know that, you know, like people enjoy seeing family elements because yeah. my story be kinda of, like kinda of wanting to do it because like most men in my family probably wouldn't be in front of the camera this mm-hmm. much, to be honest. And I gained comfortability in it is because I kind of have the family like that I envisioned mm-hmm. and not no disrespect to the family that I've been given. Cause I love each and every one of you, but you know, my kids have that nuclear structure of me and my wife and both in the household. You know, I don't, they don't have to go visit me on the weekends or yeah. this and that, which is no disrespect to anyone who has had to go through that because that was my experience, you mm-hmm. know. But I'm just blessed that we're able to give them that concrete foundation of both of us there and they see us loving on each other. They see us figuring things out. They see us being transparent about things that mm-hmm. we wanted our parents to do, whether it was finance, whether it was mental health, whether it was, you know, because growing up, my parents didn't really show me when they sweated or were going through some things. You know, they just had that strong no days off mentality that you're talking about. So, like, mm-hmm. I couldn't really gauge how to do it with certain things when they came about as an adult because, like, I didn't see them deal with their problems. So how do you know how to deal with your own? Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. what the transparency is about as well. That's awesome. That actually goes perfectly into one of the questions I had set for you was, did you always see yourself as a family man? You always want, like that was always your, eventually your goal. Dead ass. Yes, bro. I am mm-hmm. a lover boy and I was till I got my heart broke and then I went through my player phase and then I got back on my lover boy. Cause that's who I am at heart, yeah. bro. Yeah. Drake drop that lover boy. We love it. You know, like everybody admits that they hate to admit that they are in love with the idea of, Hopefully, you know, being in love. But, of course, you got to be in love with yourself first in a non-selfish way. But I always envisioned 
having a family, um, being a dad, mm-hmm. like seeing my kids when I wake up, having my wife there, like the whole corny beginning of a lifetime BT slash Tyler Perry Atlanta movie or something where it's just like <laughs> the pan into like the nice yeah. house and then the coffee being made and then you know the death you know I don't want breakfast so I'm gonna leave <laughs> got, got work <laughs> not necessarily like that but yeah. I wanted like that little snapshot like yeah. that was playing over and over again like yeah. but of course naturally because every woman I came across I was in her before and they might not have been wifey sure not wifey so you know it took a while to find that dynamic, and once I had it, I realized, like, this is something I got to cling on to. You know, I can't mess this up because we can grow together in multiple ways, and who knows when we get kids in the mix, like, it's going to be some good biology genetics because my wife's smart, I'm smart, she's mm-hmm. funny, I'm funny, we're creative. Go. Like, this is what I wanted, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Um, I just want to shout out. Uh, you know, Drake, because, you know, a lot of people don't know, I got a heart in the back of my head because everyone did it in the front because, you know, me and, <laughs> me and Drake did it at the same time. No. Oh, we did. And, um, copy Drake. and I just saw other, you know, other people do it and they did it wrong. Yeah, and then, man, let me put my own twist on it. At exactly. least if so you're going to do it. Back, you know, That's what's up, man. It's, it's gone now. It's, it's, not, it's not. But shout out to... Uh, it's non-existent. Shout out, shout out to Mike Cage, you know, great barber, you know. Hey, plug him. Right? Always plug getting him. me right. Um, I want to talk, even though after we do our commercial, I got some... We, we're gonna pick this back up. I don't want relationship boys. Yes, we're gonna pick it back up. Yeah, let's do it. We just heating up for you in a sense of family. Where when we look at the nuclear family today, yeah, mm-hmm. it is so different. Mm-hmm. Causes you know families mold is different. Your family mold is different. My family mold is different, and the American dream is the white picket fence. Two parent household, two kids, one dog. And we know that that's not it. Why is it so hard for, why do you think it's so hard for people to build a family? Not like the American dream, but a stable family. Because we're reaching and we're we're trying to get that. And we're failing because, you know, there are so many things that makes people a family. What do you think is the issue why people are failing to create wholesome families? I would say it starts with dealing with your own trauma and pain and whatever you went through that might hinder you building relationships because family is nothing more than maintaining building relationships and growing those relationships because they're not going to always be perfect. I love my daughters. They're a baby and a toddler. And I know one day there'll come a point where we are at odds but i have to be humble enough to repair those things but i can't repair them if i'm not working on my own stuff which i'm in the process of dealing with it's because everybody's hurting in some way we all carry pain i don't know what might have happened but different things that make us feel insecure in certain things based off of that pain or that fear and until we deal with that we continue to hurt each other so it might not work with two people who have two separate pain triggers and traumas that are trying to come together to form a family if the relationship's not going that well you know I 
recommend that you don't bring that kid into the world. But then we're also in a fast-paced world where, you know, we're byproducts of, you know, parents that might not have been together or parents that were only together just because the kid was on the way and they need to make the family work. Like, you got to make the family work because of you and you want it and the intentions have to be with that. But I understand there are situations that kind of prevent it from being successful to begin with because both partners are not doing the physical, I mean, not the physical, the mental and emotional work that each of them need to do separately to form a good bond and relationship Mm -hmm. because it can't be like contingent based of like keeping tabs of like what this person does, what this person does, because that's conditional love. Mm-hmm. And when you're loving on conditions, it's going to be doomed from the start. Whether you're loving your kids yeah. on the condition of what they, if they follow your directions, or whether you're loving your lover based off of what they can do for you mm-hmm. in the moment, it's because we're all conditional lovers and we need to love unconditionally. That's what's <laughs> fucked up with the families. Yeah. So, this, so, did, so did Blast get it right? Where he's kind of like, I don't want your love, I want your loyalty. Hey, I love Blast, man. That show sold out. I'm hurt. Should have went. Should have got it. I was playing with it too much. These shows, shows are back. Y'all better get y'all tickets to whatever y'all want to see. Cause oh no, the, the boss got those tickets. Yeah, we, we were trying to do a promotion <laughs> with with playing on games and the Blast concert. But you know, I was on there. Hey, I got hold. But <laughs> it's like that sometimes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, he might have been right with that. I mean, love is great. But relationships can't survive on love alone. Mm-hmm. And that's the false myth that we feel like society is telling us that if they love you, if they this and that, if you love me, like we throw it around so easily. But like, yeah, you need love. You need loyalty. You need reciprocation. You need forgiveness. You need maturity to admit when you're wrong. Mm. Say sorry. You know, like there's different things that go with it to make mm-hmm. it stronger. Yeah. And those are the things we're lacking. We need to work on those things. Myself included. I'm not perfect. I'm Neither a work in process. Neither am I. I'm just want to make that yeah. very clear. I'm ever failing. I don't have the answers, Robert. I have some <laughs> of the answers. I have some answers, but I don't have the answers. There we go. Yeah, he was talking about. <laughs> he still hasn't dropped down to, and I'm pretty sure, <laughs> when... Oh, no. He's strolling. Sure this is part of the this? marketing plan. This oh, is this it, is part. This is always a strong genius. market uh, genius. plan. He's a, he's a Kanye. I hope stand. he puts on a floppy disk. I love Ye. <laughs> oh, I. I love Ye. Does. I hope he does some like Wu Tang stuff. It's going on a, a museum or something on a floppy disk that you have to plug into the MPC, and you can hear it in twenty thirty four. Twenty thirty four. Got it. He, you like that? I'll pay whatever that costs. <laughs> I'll pay whatever that costs. I'll fly to where I have to go to play. Hey, that. hey, big up, see, I'm a yay stand as well. I love oh, yay. Yeah. Wow, he's a confl- he's a conflicted man, but I we all are, so we uh, can't judge the man. He's still brilliant and amazing, and everything he said, he's backed up with some logic. So you might want to listen. There you go. You know what? I would respectfully agree to disagree on some of those points, and I at least want to do something different before we go on commercial break. Yeah. I don't know about you, Kanas, but I definitely heard this man pour out like pure gems, like gold, like oh, yeah. gold you find in Muppets Treasure Island, like the big blue oh, wet wow. thingy. That 
Oh wow, you taking it back? Then some, of you, some of these viewers ain't gonna know that. <laughs> you know about Muppets Island? Nope. No, okay, this is great. This is for my old hands. <laughs> so one of the things I at least want to have us on record is one thing that really spoke to me was generational curses. Because like you're currently right now beating one of those generational curses. Oh man, I'm beating yeah. it. I'm beating it. Some days it's beating me, but I'm beating it. Exactly. Because <laughs> it's on my mind to beat. Like literally, like I think about these things. I thought about these things. Like. What's that one? Because I want each of us to talk about one generational curse that, you know, me and Cos will, you know, work on in the future and what mm-hmm. you're currently working on right now. But, you know, you have the floor. But what's one thing that you're doing right now to fight back gener- that generational curse of not repeating that same cycle? Um, I'm working on and I'm setting my intention for this as I'm working on it is the diminishing of the pride and always having to be right in certain situations within the mm-hmm. control because pride is what keeps us all apart. That part of that hurt ego where nobody wants to come to the forefront for reconciliation. So my goal is to diminish that um, family curse, generational curse of making the pride stronger than the love. Mm. The love needs to be stronger than pride. Yeah. I'll I'll nice. save our best man for last, so I'll go. Or unless you want, or you got one. Yeah, you go ahead. All right. Well, I'm not gonna lie. A lot of what, what you're speaking kind of brought up a lot of stuff for me, and yeah. you know, I'm glad my hair my my hair is standing up on the back, and I will at least just say I can see it. He's <laughs> <laughs> flaming. Yeah. We need the wanna, comedy relief. <laughs> I want I want a rebuttal, but it's okay. <laughs> let's um, go. Let's go. I'm for it. One of the things that I definitely want to do to break a generational curse is uh, being being there for all of my kids. And yeah. One of the things when you said that there's going to be a point in time where, you know, your daughters, you're not going to see eye to eye. I feel like it's very important during those times where you don't see eye to eye with your children to still show them love. Yeah. Like you can still be upset with them and show them love or yeah. you can still be, you know. Uh, loving from afar and showing them that you can do that because I feel like a lot of families and a lot of even relationships like you were talking about, it's going back to that conditional stuff where like everything is so conditional and it's not and someone has to be the bigger person. And Absolutely. Like that's one thing I at least want to do for my family, for, you know, for even my wife and, you know, my future kids that I will always show them love even when it's, you know, not there or, or anything like that where I'm upset or vice versa because I feel like that is the way to go. Yeah. And you got to look at it as, is this really something I'm upset about mm-hmm. because I am genuinely feel like it goes against the morality or is this just something I'm upset because I can't control? Because that's where most of that pride and that ego stuff and that separation comes in. It's not a matter of disrespect or something that goes against what you're basically stand for. It's just like, you really can't control the situation and we get upset about that. Mm-hmm. And times my parents got upset about that. And that's kind of what we need to do. We need to get off that conditional form of it and support. Even when we don't agree with it a hundred percent, you know, because you, if you have allowed somebody's chance to explain and kind of get into it, there's probably some reasoning behind it. And if not, let them make a mistake. Shit. They got to learn. You got to learn. Yeah. Max. I mean, if you sp- dropped the gym and someone kicked it like a rock, what could you do? You dropped the gym. 
They dropped it, actually. <laughs> you gave it to them. They yeah. dropped it. <laughs> Pick it up and save it for later. Yeah, exactly. There you go. What generational issue I'm trying to say change in my life or yeah. my my okay. Uh, a little more barbaric, I'd say. Uh, so, be coming from a communist country, my family has a large history of domestic violence within yeah. the family. So, my dad, his, my grandpa would come home, beat the living hell out of my dad and my grandma. Yeah. Props to my dad, never touch me, never touch my mom. Didn't mean he didn't yell at us here and there. But yeah. I'm trying to be even better than that and yeah. kind of break that to where, like, the verbal I never too. Ver- verbally or, like, physically abuse that and then yeah it's just yeah breaking that cycle yeah not even some of that's prevalent within my my family too Mm -hmm. and even just yeah raising the voice or the physical aspects of it that's something that we don't need within the households because stuff like that scars children for generations you know and yeah thank you for sharing that truth bro thank you thank you sharing truths Gentlemen, I appreciate the vulnerability we have going on right now. Hell yeah. And what they don't understand is when you're more vulnerable, you get more sexy. You see these biceps? <laughs> you see those biceps? Skin you see those? Get, hey, your skin glows a little yeah, better. Everything. It's just like you bury your truth. Look at, look at that man down there. He's uh, <laughs> he's delicious. He's plugging him. Hey, he plugged you break. twice. You better <laughs> plug my man Rob on the next one, man. <laughs> Why we, you know. As we kind of switch over into more of our, you know, my territory, even though more dating stuff, I have to, you know, so much vulnerability going around and so much truth telling. I think it's time for us to tell the truth. Let's tell it. And as my, you know, as I get ready and I'll just, you know, we're going to, oh, there we go. (laughs) So I have to tell you guys the truth. We're going to be wearing masks again. And you know where's a great place to wear your mask? And for you to possibly meet the one, go downtown. There's a little place, little 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 oasis, little island. It's called Suavecito's Bar and Grill. If you go there, mention your boy Rob Gill. And while you have your mask on, you can dance the hottest Latin and black African music, uh, African-American music of all time. <laughs> Tell them the Play No Games podcast slash show slash Robert sent you. Once again, if you want the best food, the best chance to have a place where you can fuse cultures together and you can do your two-step and your cha-cha-cha together, Suavecito's Bar and Grill. Tell them your boy Rob and the Play No Games podcast sent you. So, Kosh, you can wind this out. So, next shameless plug. If you made it through this video, I salute you. <laughs> I freaking salute you. There we go. And you know what? I think it's time for you. I think it's time for all of you to, you know, hit that subscribe button. Like, comment, let us know. Somewhere. Dollar sign hero Bob. Just give us a dollar. You know, I'm gonna put it back into the pod. You know, get a yeah. you know better setup. When we have this guy back on, we you know he'll be better, better, better experience. Um, so please help me and cost out. We're just trying to, you know, continue to be the you know, most hard working podcast um here. But we need one more zoom in. We gotta zoom in on our guest because he's doing phenomenal things. Just because hey. we didn't talk about your music, I know it's on Bandcamp. I know you released some things. Tell yeah. them where they can find you and plug on your stuff. 
Yeah, so my most recent project is called Shea Butter Soul. It is an instrumental uh, music production project. And that was kind of just the beginning of me uh, putting my productions out there. But you can find that on westguybandcamp.com. And I actually am in the midst of working on my final album with lyrics. It's not my final album. I'm going to be venturing into strictly production for like placements on podcasts, commercials, other artists, for say. That's kind of where I'm going. Yeah, I got y'all. Y'all need a podcast instrumental? I, I would love to be the one. So um, I am working on some stuff and in the midst of working on it. I don't have a date because I'm not the person to throw out dates unless my ducks are in the row. But, uh, yeah, I spent the beginning of quarantine working on a project that I'm about to finish out before the year ends. So that is the intention. And that's where I'm taking it musically, production. Where can they find your Instagram, your family's YouTube page? Oh, yeah, all that. that? So um, my personal page is uh, at EST underscore 93 West Sky on Instagram. And the family's Instagram and YouTube are both the same at Welcome to the Guy Family. Yes, sir. All right. Nice. Um, you know, because I'm looking at time, because I definitely, I'll just say this. I was able to peruse over a bit of that album, Trials and Tribulations, was a good one. Yeah. I found, I think it's called, let me, let's see if I remember right. It's called, not on this album, but it was the very first thing. I shouldn't say very first thing, but it's on YouTube. It's called My Family Tree. Yeah, yeah, family tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was out there. He was out there on your yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I was out there on my uh, in the woods, yeah. out in the gorge where we filmed that one. That was a, that was a fun <laughs> one, man. I appreciate that one. I think next time uh, I want to definitely get into more of your music, but I also want to make sure that we definitely talked about you know even at least on the plugs, but. I want to get off into, you know, what everyone likes to talk about. Oh, yeah. Dating, relationships, because that's why I'm here. Everyone is um, at odds. Yeah. And, um, it's a different game right now. I, yeah. I honestly wouldn't know how to play it right now. It's, it's, it's so. It's a game. That's right. To, to start with, it's a game right now, you know. Okay. Between those trying to get out in the dating scene. Nobody knows who's capping or not, who's being authentic, who's a facade, uh, and egos are deflated, so people are hard having a hard time connecting outside the superficial getting to know you stage. Once that's over, then they're kind of left with nothing to talk about. <laughs> yeah. But I'll let y'all guide it. But the game is, is hard right now. It's tainted. So... I got my, you know, as we get set up, my, my guy's got, he's going to, he's going to, we're going to use some, you know, softball pitches. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's go. Hit him up. Yeah, so, question we ask a lot of people on the show, kind of starting this seg- segment is, you know, how do you really see love? How do you really define love? How do I define love? Love is the acceptance of growth. And someone that you're connected with unconditionally while learning to love the great parts of that person, the parts that they need to work on, but not compromising the parts where 
they need immediate change. If you love them, you will encourage them to work on that part that they need to. And if they love you back, they'll see it as a form of acceptance of this is something I need to change. They might get offended at first. We all do. Mm-hmm. My wife's told me things that like, pissed me way off, but they were more than likely things that I needed to work on and change. Mm-hmm. So how do I paraphrase that? Love is... Love is... The acceptance of growth and forgiveness within someone you love unconditionally. Oh, shit, that's going to be a clip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to break it down and really process yeah, all yeah, that yeah. I said and kind of paraphrase it within what I that felt was interesting. it was. Yeah, the way you broke that down, almost like a math problem. Yeah. I like that. That's kind of how my brain works, unfortunately. Sometimes. Oh, no, it's a good thing. Yeah, sometimes I want to be more abstract with it, though. Like, I wish I said some, like, Andre 3000 flowery weird oh, type no. of shit. Because, <laughs> I mean, I he makes me like that, like, damn. Well, he probably didn't believe that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, we ask all of our guests, you know, what their view on love is. And then um, even though if, you know, whoever's, you know, not been paying attention, we kind of ask for, like, more contest things where it's kind of like, hey, you know, we ask if, you know, if you're single or taken. Um, yeah. And you're. Uh, I'm happily married. Happily you hear that? You broke women that are staring <laughs> on the sideline trying to wait to get in on this great interracial fusion. Hey, God damn it, you man, ain't got a y'all chance. Y'all had y'all chance, man. <laughs> you didn't fucked up. Look yeah, at them. Look yeah. at them. Look at all that. Y'all saw me at the Jackie's premiere, man. You just gonna see me there at the first night. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be back in a little bit. In the good words of Riley Freeman, you gotta let these whole stargates from the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> He's a genius. Shout well, out to the Boondocks. A lot of philosophies came from man, that. Man, dear Santa Claus, you, <laughs> <laughs> you bitch ass. And then, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That is, that is a wild boy. Anyway, back to back to the subjects. So, thank you, Cos. So, I want to mm-hmm. spit another question at you. Let's so, go. And then we'll have a chance to open it up where you can ask some questions to us too as well. Cause you know, you know, I forgot to check. Oh, Kosh, you you single, Kosh? I am single, yeah. Okay. Hey. Are you single, Robert? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, okay. I was just making sure. So you could ask us single people questions, things like that. But Okay. Um another question I want to kick to you is because you know, I want to tailor it because you are married and I don't want to get this, you know. You know, faithful black man in trouble. Yeah, we ain't gotta bring up that past. <laughs> so, anywho, <laughs> come on, Robert. <laughs> He's a faithful black but, man. But my, some reason, my wife is real transparent about past. Like, we, that's not one of the things that we really get upset about. Like, it kind of weirded me out because she was kind of interested in my past, and I was kind of like, "Whoa, where are we going mm, with this? <laughs> where are we going <laughs> <laughs> exactly?" But she literally just want to know. <laughs> It's weird. It could be a like psycho twist or something to it, but I think she literally just wants to know what's up. She like, you want some waffles, right? Tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, what's man. Yeah, what's in 
them waffles, But, baby. yeah, no, don't don't get me in trouble, man. Nah, but she gonna, no, she's going to do that Rick James. We got some pancakes. <laughs> I'm deflecting. Anyway, questions, questions. So, my question I want to ask you is um, more so, like, I want to get to the more, we kind of get a little raunchy at this point, but I guess I want to switch it up to you, like, growth, right? Yeah. And the growth I kind of want to ask is a lot of single guys, we kind of, like, figure out, or, or not figure out, or we, we try to figure out when is it a right time to settle down with a person? And mm-hmm. for the single guys and single just people in general, well, no, we'll start with single guys first. What does it look like for a single guy to settle down in this day and age? Because you definitely did it. Yeah. And you, you seem it to took some fine. time. It took some time, though. Yeah. No, it took some time. Um, for a single guy to settle down, I mean, for one, it needs to be your personal decision for you because you're literally wanting that companionship, relationship dynamic in which you're both committed and ready to bear the commitment and work on each other while you're working on yourself. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it has to be, like, when you're ready, basically, and... You know, if you're still kind of got the bachelor's mindset and wanting to be with most of your homies who are on the bachelor's mindset, I don't know. It might not be a good time to exit if that's kind of who you rocking with. Not to say that single dudes can't rock with married dudes and this and that. That's They should rock with more married dudes. <laughs> you might find you a dime piece in the pot. Shawty's probably got a friend that's One ready to, you know, or... Hey, you some, know... No, no disrespect. Yeah, I want to make sure that I'm saying this right. I did go on a date, beautiful Indian woman. Yeah, she's from the Seki. He's called say save me. Desi, Desi, Seki. Were you were you drinking Doseki? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Uh, and I'm not gonna lie, she was gorgeous. Yeah, she didn't call me back. Oh, uh, well, well, we don't know. But yeah, she, she was also 24. Shut. Yeah, very true. Come Who on. knows? Hey, maybe yeah. she wasn't supposed to be dating. They got some strict, strict things within the culture. I had to like break down barriers if I when I was trying to date you know. her, which most people wouldn't have mm. went through. But I was ready mm-hmm. and wanting to do it. Yeah, what was some of the big barriers you kind of went through? That that is interesting when you like mix cultures like that. Um, culturally, well, for one. My wife's family is supposed to do arranged marriages. For ah. two, majority of them do not marry outside of their racial and cultural descent. So yeah. that was one. Mm-hmm. Um, and three was, it's just two different worlds. Being a black man in Portland, marrying to a family that my world is foreign to. And vice versa. Their world is foreign to my world and my family's world. So it took a lot, but, like, really, we were naive at first. We were so in love that we weren't really worried about the cultural parental aspects until other people started imposing it on us and making it more than what we thought it was. We were just two kids, young, dumb, madly in love, still figuring out ourselves why trying to figure out if, each of us is the right person for each other. Yeah. Which it wasn't always like that. Me and my wife broke up many times before we got married and engaged. And it wasn't always consistent. We even saw different people at certain times before we came back to it. And mm-hmm. other people 
wrote us off in different categories, but you got to listen to your own heart and yeah. really tap in. If it's like meant to be, you will fight for it. And you honestly put whatever you need to decide to focus on that love. If it's mm -hmm. the real right kind that you really go crazy about really. Yeah. And, w and when did you feel like you were like accepted finally? Mm. Oh, that's a good question. Probably within took like four to five years after marriage or no, 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 like of dating. Me and of my dating? wife uh -huh. have known each other since 16. We got serious during college, uh -huh. but kind of more of her being serious than I was serious. And I can admit that like mm -hmm. I was out here fucking around. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she knows. Hey, those fake. those know. My fam know. They know I was oh, out here doing my thing. Mm -hmm. And when I was really, like, kind of on the ultimatum of, like, like, having her maybe, like, walk out of my life because I'm not serious about settling down and being in a committed relationship, you know, that's kind of where I realized, like, my life is definitely way more valuable with her in my life than it is without my life. So why do I need to do forge all these fake superficial relationships that feel more of ego than my heart yeah. and my soul, which I'm not willing to sacrifice for that. I'm a, you know? I'm a slightly... And we both needed to mature, too. Though. Okay, okay. You know, because we were immature at first and mm -hmm. not who we are now to make this love what it is like I'm a slightly just just put that nugget of your story just on spot yeah and then you can come at me if you want where yeah. it's kind of like I feel like and I just feel like this in guy culture mm -hmm. where like I just hear just from like dudes in general it's kind of like before like they make that leap like a chick has to put them an ultimatum not yeah a chick puts them an ultimatum like this is happening or I'm leaving do you feel like guys have to always get to that point no for them, for, for them to no no but i was at that point because of my obscurity of who i was supposed to be as a man in the dating world and specifically a black man so growing Speak up on that growing up i'm one who i love like i said vision relationships the family commitment and this and that but like literally that was the kid getting made fun of, like, for not mm. wanting to be a player and have as many girls and this and that. Like, the culture of my homies, my bros, this and that, they're low-key womanizers. Like, I ain't going to chalk it down to that. But, like, oh, they, shit. it's just kind of the, the culture of it. And I wasn't like that. And I was literally searching for, like, my girl. Until this girl played me. And then I was like, I shouldn't be like that. You know, maybe they're right. I need to be out here. I'm in my youth. Like, I'm a handsome dude. I'm smart. I got good things going for myself. So I kind of found myself, you know, overindulging in that. But it was young. And the people who I linked with, for the most part, we were under the same knowledge of, like, what it was. We were both looking for young hook up, hang out, kick it, it is what it is, situationships, until I realized, like, I didn't want the repetition of that to be my life. So mm -hmm. it was kind of like an ultimatum and me just kind of realizing that this is a hollow chase that won't ever really amount to anything because I'm not actually forging real bonds with 
people. It's just surface level. I realized I didn't want surface level. That was kind of my ultimatum. Yo. See. That I gave myself. I, we, we always say it's a war, it's a, it's a war on the middle class men and people because that logic that you have, I had that in high school, you know, across as well. Yeah. Where it's kind of like, I think this is the, not even the issue. How do you different, how do you help a letter, you know, I think it's like Mont Hill or something like that. It's like letter, dear letters to you know black man. Mark Lamont Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I love go. that dude. I met that dude a couple of times. He's dope. He's great from Philly. Good people. So how do you differentiate? Because now nowadays, when a guy goes on a date with a female, or you know, or we'll just we'll just a guy goes on a date with a female, and we're not trying to say you know he's a simp or anything like that. We're like he's nice and has a conversation, things like that, that gets looked at as that's, he's too much of a nice guy. But if he's got, you know, blonde dreads and, you know, he's got a Portland mixtape and, <laughs> <laughs> and he's, you know, you know insert done. blonde dreads, snapback, exactly. tattoos, Jordan threes. Exactly. They're like, <laughs> oh my bro. gosh, he just gets me. And he just, and he's just. Well, that, so. been, that depends on certain girls. See me, I went for, I didn't go for the top popular girl that everyone wants. I was kind of more attracted with the low key, beautiful, smart girl girls that are kind of like under the radar, but I know the glow up is going to be supreme. Oh. I, I just had good scouting reports, honestly. And <laughs> oh, because I, you know, like, because me, like, I'm honest with myself. Like, I'm a good seven. But different things that I have bring me to a 10. But they don't know that by looking at me off the back. So I'm going to utilize the seven, knock with another seven, and we're going to build together and build it up to the top. Whereas, Different people who are like sought after, you know, they start to get the deflation of the ego because these dudes are gassing them up. They in the DMs, their pictures is getting likes out the roof, whether it's a good one or not. And then it kind of gets tainted where their expectations are that they have to have this profile of the dude, even if they don't fit that criteria of even where he's at. So it's like, just a play on optics so everybody's kind of caught in this rat race of trying to prove their existence and how important they are so someone will choose them without having any depth to them so like the girls i talk to like they got to be able to have decent conversation mm-hmm. don't just look for me to make you laugh we gotta laugh like mm-hmm. it's just like they had to have certain attributes that had exemplified some depth to them and that was kind of where it was at you know so, cost. You know how you're talking and you know liking these Instagram models. I think you gotta stop. <laughs> He's making this. Up. I mean, that, that's that's perfectly <laughs> fine. You know, it's you know it's not a gas. Everybody loves a little eye candy. These Instagram models wouldn't be out here having the traffic come to their page if they didn't like that what? attention too. Regardless, if they don't lead with that, they show with that, what? and that's what we. No. I like girls who read books. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, she could read books and still have a fat ass. That's cool. Man, you better eat that. <laughs> it's a girl. good. That's a balance. <laughs> what uh, Lupe said, mix Melissa Ford with Maya Angelou. Ooh. Hey, I think that's a good balance, bro. 
<laughs> so, um, me and Cos are gonna, you know, we got this one more thing we're gonna kick at you, like a scenario, and then we'll leave like open in some questions, things like mm-hmm. that. You can yeah. ask us about some single stuff. So, yeah, me and Cos know about this NBA player, and uh, um, yes, he knows he's a PJ Washington, and I'll pass it off to my boy. He, do you want to yeah. tell my, you know, my my fellow friend yeah. what happened, PJ? Yeah. So if you know PJ. Was with uh, never got married, right? No, they got, got, I think they did married. Yeah, they did get married yeah. uh, with allegedly uh, Brittany Renner, who is, I believe, on the on the on the, on the hub, right? Um, I want to say this allegedly, about, allegedly, yes. allegedly, she's on the hub. Goes by uh, a different name. Might have seen different her name, uh, not as Brittany, <laughs> whatever. Allegedly, allegedly, I might have allegedly seen it. Yeah, but uh, she recently signed a forty-three million eighteen-year deal. Mm. Uh, Him or her (laughs) with PJ (laughs) under PJ? Oh, okay. See, I see what you're talking. Uh, Because you know, people are saying she played him because you know they they had a child. I knew it. I knew that was next. They they had a child and they were together, and Mm. now they're no longer together. And then this video surfaced of Brittany Renner. Mm-hmm. On a, some podcast saying like, hey, if you want a quick bag, just go sleep with an athlete. They're all stupid. None of them wear protection. Oh, yeah. That's that's a been known. Like, there's de- yep. definitely a lot of people who plot and scheme on that. But, yep. I mean, NLPJ if you got pouting. enough ambition to do that, man, you might as well start a business. But I guess that's a lot easier. I'm not mad at her, though. He shouldn't be so stupid. So I'm on your side on that one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, you guys. I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying she's right. I'm just saying no. I'm not mad at her. I but just, I, mean, I can't feel for like PJ Washington. Oh, I, I don't feel for him. Yeah, I don't. So I, I don't. I looked it up a little bit. You know, he allegedly has to pay 200k a month. I was like, who? Yeah, I mean, is he a notable player? Is this the most notoriety he's getting right he's now? He's got a Jordan contract. He's he's a good player. He's oh, good he's player. good. Who's he's he good for? Uh, Hornets. He's, uh, it's. Why do they promote Lonzo more than him? I don't know this guy. PJ I don't Washington? watch much of the Hornets. Though. He's probably their second best player behind Lamelo now. Maybe third best behind Miles Bridges. And there's two flies now. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, we can. We, we, we. This is the podcast where you guys who were listening to us on audio. We started the podcast thirty minutes in. There were no flies. Now there are fucking flies. Everywhere. <laughs> there's like two flies. It's okay. <laughs> it's. I don't know where they're fucking coming from. We're almost it, done. It's though. your sweet skin, Robert. Hey man, it's all good. <laughs> 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 That's cute. Uh, but yeah, so. PJ is, you know, I would be worried long term. You know, there's yeah. a reason athletes go bankrupt. Um, they have spending styles, and eventually, you really got a ten year career. That's yeah, the only that thing vanity. I feel bad for him in that regard. But otherwise, like, I don't he, feel bad for people in that regard too, because wow. if you're not, it's just what they're following. It's not my fault they're following all these insert blonde dreadlock rappers and wanting to follow in their footsteps without. Gaining financial literacy. Just find out, follow a financial literacy page while you're following the rest of them. Maybe you won't go broke when you're done playing, and maybe you won't impregnate a porn star and Allegedly. mess up your career by basically <laughs> playing for her. Now you play for her. You don't you play, play for her. You don't play you for the Hornets. <laughs> you, you play to so, pay for to pay for that. Wealth. I mean, so that's a problem within itself. But I mean, there's so many. So Other girls you? out there, like if I was a hooper and I was single, like that wouldn't even be my go-to. Like, why are they going for these like recycle bin 
what they're saying is she started seeing him in college when he was playing at Kentucky. Oh, see, yeah, she just so been, she had she, she been giving that guy some good dome since the, before the contract. That's all well, that was. He was, he was just he was just paying back homage, yo. Like this is just for you at this point, and then that's where she got him. She she knew he was phasing out. <laughs> all right, I'll be the one to, to to speak my love over here. He said that uh you know she. Thought she he thought that she was different and she was doing different stuff. And I think he was being like like smart. I feel like she like went to like you know, you know Mangekio Sharingan. She's like, mm, yeah. <laughs> she was like, I'll trick you with the Genjitsu. And I feel like it worked. And he just woke his ass up. So I guess my I one thing that I at least want us to talk about before we end is if you know if we can write letters to that young that young bull, what would you say to him? Because he has to play like a superstar next year. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think contract. that's gonna <laughs> I think that's gonna contract. be the the pressure that kind of breaks the Jordan deal, man. I ain't gonna call this, <laughs> but that sounds like a sounds like a lot, man. I'm I'm thankful because that's a situation I'm not. Ready for man? What should we say to this guy? Um, good luck, bro. Like you got it. So long. You, you got you came this. Well. F- I mean, you came this far. I mean, you had a lot r- riding on this. So, I mean, just I guess play like you're in college again. Damn. Because you technically are. She got you. <laughs> Cost. Do you have any letters to this young uh, black man? Because you're clearly black. We traded for you in the racial draft. So Thanks. Um, <laughs> what was that worth? In exchange for? <laughs> Cash consideration. <laughs> we, we, we gave up OJ? Okay. Okay. This is fair. Fair. Like, we don't want him. Fair enough. Uh, dude, I don't know. Good luck, PJ. You'll, he's a good player. He'll be fine. Just don't let it weigh on you mentally. Because then you won't play well. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I um, think he'll be fine. He's I not the only one in the league in this No, type of thing. if anything... The guys that aren't are probably in the They minority. just at least, you know, paid off to keep it quiet. Now they just have a silent arrangement. But yeah. PJ, he wasn't going for that. And now he's on Shade Room. I think, I think it's a big reason why your guy LaMelo isn't with uh, Tiana anymore. Oh, oh LaMelo? Oh, he's got LaVar. LaVar ain't playing that shit. LaVar, LaVar's going to look here. Because Tiana and Brittany are friends, too. Yeah. But, you know, LeVar don't play that shit, you know. All I'm saying, like, he's tied his sons well. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. a big ball family fan. I am. And you're a big ball of hate. I mean, that's fine. I have nothing against the ball family. Uh-huh. It's great to see them have a positive family portrayed on this platform, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I can't hate on them. I'm not fans, but I can't. I have no slander for them. Okay. Yeah, that's fair fair I mean... From the family aspect. Okay. <laughs> From the basketball playing aspect. You know what? I, I mean, there's this is different things. In, this is how we're in the show. What thing. do you guys say about my guys? About um, your guys. See, this is what I don't like. That, that this is what he does. He doesn't support teams. He supports players. That's a topic for another day. Uh, so I'm what's up? Lonzo, Lonzo, he just got a you know, 80 million contract. You know, he's yeah, balling. but... LaMelo, rookie of the year, it, kind of It's kind of like... A gold plaque in music these days. Like, I feel like anyone can get an $80 million contract. I mean, we gave it to Evan Turner. Where's he at? 
Bro, fucking anyone could get Duncan Robinson got more money. That's what I'm saying. Miles Leonard is signed nice deals. Like, I don't think that amount. Like eighty-five million. I was gonna say I don't think that uh, always equates to like talent. Just like you know, hundred hundred thousand streams don't really mean you sold a hundred thousand records. Like it's not it's not the same anymore. And that's not even on an old like hating thing. I just think the standards are kind of low for everything, including dating. <laughs> I love this thing because he brought it back around because I was going to rabbit hole because I was going to ride for my my African Americans. Anywho, I ride for them too, man. I, I support the Ball family. Oh, as a family as because a family. they they're portraying a positive family image from supportive black dad to his sons and the wife and. It's just good to see positive images like that. So anything like that, I support. Yeah. So at this time, we're going to wrap things up. I just want to say um, thank you so much mm-hmm. yeah. um, for, you know, dropping on you know our show. And thanks like, for having me. I, you know, I'll just say this for me. When I, when I, or no, when we, I always say I mean cost as well. We build the show and we build the show. We always like have a set plan. And like, even though we didn't major in interviewing and things like that, we just know I have dope conversations. I just love you don't how everything have to. Yeah, you don't leads. have to. And I was I, a communications major. And most of those people who there you go. initially I switched, uh-uh. I switched or else I'll be doing something like that. But um, <laughs> I'm still doing stuff like this, though. And I didn't need the communications degree to tell me how to speak with y'all. This is just a natural conversation with three dope individuals being their natural selves, talking about hot topics. Yeah. And I just want to say, and then obviously Costco and I something, I just want to say thank you. And just like, yeah. I, I yeah. appreciate the, the, the knowledge you're dropping because we're just trying to help people be better versions of themselves yeah. in relationships and careers and everything. But yeah, no, thank you, of course. Um, I think you might be... We've had a, a single mom on here. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think you might be the second, like, family person, someone with kids we've had on. Okay. So, yeah, for and, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, really enlightening, really great. That's dope. Talk shout to out so, to yeah. the single moms. I, I come from a single mom, so shout out to single moms, single dads, single people. Just because you're married don't mean you have it figured out. The trajectory of... Family, marriage, all this stuff kind of puts a false pressure on some of us. Yeah, I achieved it at a earlier age than some of my peers, but it doesn't elevate me above. It actually kind of can be isolating. Wow. Yeah, because it's different, you know. There's not that many married men to hang out with, and then the single homies almost think you're like, off limits for doing some of the stuff that they're doing, which to an extent, yeah, but I can still kick it and join and have that camaraderie that we had. And then it's kind of, you're with the fam all the time. You're kind of adjusting to like a new light. So it can be just as rewarding as isolating. So you got to find your balance and no answer is the right answer. Walk in your path. Don't look left. Don't look right. Look within and you're going to find how to navigate through it and what's for you. All Maybe that partner's not for you. Maybe the marriage isn't for you in that time. Maybe the relationship is not ready. Maybe she needed more work. Maybe you needed work. Maybe it's just not compatibility. Maybe it'll come back around. Maybe she will call you back because you're dope. No, she won't. <laughs> she, 
She gonna see this co- podcast call, call this dude back You know Am I gonna pick up Is the question <laughs> Yeah, yeah see He might be moved on yeah. No I ain't Nah 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 That's the second shit You know You never know dude You never know man Maybe there was a reason She's gonna she be a doctor, pick up, You know Thank you for for now narrowing down even further more people. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, before before I actually fight fight this guy for real. Malice at the palace before we leave one time. And we have <laughs> Mr. West. We have West guy here I'm dropping here. his knowledge and this has been play no games. Thank you. You probably wonder if I think of you. Sorry, I'm for the bag right now. Yeah, I'm for the bag right now. Yeah, for the bag that I never had. Yeah, you probably mad right now. Yeah, I got a two piece now. Shit, I think they call them groupies now.